and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week, a creepy lady invites us into her basement to run a grifting crime spree on the Secretary of State and her fish-out-of-water partner. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Last week, we released the film A3K, which was a documentary about the political rise of a character who believed that he was a time traveler, and it was also interspersed with a lot of uh, cell-animated, hand-drawn animated elements. Yeah. And How the, did that go, uh, well, AJ? Well, the purpose of this film was also to get this person, Admiral Edward Kelly, yeah. a descendant of Ned Kelly, apparently, uh, into Parliament, and yeah. into sort of the, um, uh, at a state level and also a federal level. Uh, so how did it go, you want to, you ask me? Well, um, we have been disowned by so many organizations, it's not funny. Uh, so, as you know, we tried to get this film in under the door of the Academy to try and get an yeah, Oscar absolutely. for this year. We're out of the Academy now. Like, they, they, they hated it. So like, we can't even call them up and ask no, them inane questions no, about movie history. No, we can't. We just have to make it up on the spot. Um, the uh, Order of Australia medals that were sort of coming our way at some point for all of our work in the film industry, gone. Like, we 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 failed so hard on this film. We missed... We, we like misled the public we uh made a terrible film we unleashed this insane character into the country as well no one liked him uh we lost the various elections that we entered him into um he he's somewhere right now i don't even know what happened to him i let him out of the studio and just sort of locked the doors and said just don't come back um i have no idea where this person is but they're just sort of roaming the the hills of australia right now doing various things but we have such a black mark over our heads right now it's not funny i just assumed that the today tonight investigative journalist reports the the gotcha media stuff that i was seeing all over the news was a publicity stunt to promote the film no 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 um it's bad like it's it's really bad um we are being sued by pretty much every theater that ran the film as well um we put several movie chains out of out of like uh out of commission as well um so they've gone bankrupt as a result of showing our film like it, it's bad like it is this i it's mean a, it's a pandemic basically i have to say i'm quite shocked normally I, I ask how the film did and i'm just expecting oh you know the charts are in the green we're making profits no. we've burnt a lot of bridges <laughs> a, and i know ned kelly did that literally a yeah. little bit yeah um i didn't think this would go so badly it, it it's cataclysmic right now um our our shareholders which is really just the two of us <laughs> Are very angry at the board. I, I, I tell you, I am very, I am I am very the angry. Hold on, I'm angry. This I'm is news to me. Angry. I don't know who to blame though. Uh, so yeah, we we are on thin ice. So like very very thin is ice. this is this just a sign that we shouldn't get into documentary filmmaking? We shouldn't step our toes into political. We should just go back to the the stuff the, that people want. Exactly the, the stuff the, that people the big love. Budget Hollywood. Yeah, it's not going to get like awards, but people yep. are gonna gonna just sit there and eat as much popcorn yeah. as they want and we're, drink we're, their sugary sodas and and look, have a good time the technical awards is where we need to set our sights they're the awards <sighs> that aren't telecast ever but they're the ones that fill up our trophy I thought you cabinet. said we were blackballed by the oscars like are we getting technical well, we are now are there technical emmys i don't know what <laughs> what are we gonna do if we can't win that little gold statuette <laughs> just have to make our own up all right okay <laughs> start our own academy uh so yeah um 
just we can't we know more real life stuff uh we need to get back to what we know and what we're good at so uh, let's get to it uh so here we are this week in trailers and first film for you today is the hustle directed by chris addison and starring anne hathaway and rebel wilson I'll just get a glass of water, please. I have to save all my money because I'm here to find my sister. She's been taken. Taken? Like? Like by men who sell hot white virgins to kajillionaires on yachts. I am very moved by your story. Order anything you like. I'll have a club sandwich and an order of fries. Two slices of cake. Do you want any cake? No. Three slices of cake and a Diet Coke. Impressive. I'm a con artist. Sisters in arms. how small time I was until I met you. Penny. Why are women better suited to the calm than men? Because we're used to faking it. Because no man will ever believe a woman is smarter than he is. Is it valuable? $500,000. I like it because it's shiny. Can I just take a moment here to apologize? Uh, After listening back to last week's episode, I realized that Quite a lot of our films were in foreign languages. <laughs> and when you do a 30-second snippet of a foreign language film, yep. you can't put subtitles in a trailer. So yeah. uh, you may not have known what was going on. Uh, all of our <laughs> Polish listeners, though. Exactly. They were just stoked. This week, though. <laughs> you- <laughs> only part of the podcast <laughs> they've ever been able to understand. Uh, yeah. Well, all this week, we're, they're in English. And you just heard the hilarity of the uh, of Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. I think they actually make quite a good uh, on-screen um, yeah, like uh, a pairing. Duo, yeah. And you pointed this out, and I'd, I'd seen the trailer once or twice before. Um, this is a, a female remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, which was Steve Martin and Steve Michael Martin Caine. Steve Martin and Michael Caine, yes. Written by Frank Oz, I believe. Yes. Um, or at least by him as well, I think. Poss- I'm not sure if he wrote it. I think it may have been a stage play beforehand. Yeah. Anyway, I don't really know. Um, the, one of the things I really appreciated about this is that they called it The Hustle. They, they didn't call it something different. It isn't um, overtly uh, sort of yeah. playing up the fact that, um, oh, look at us, we're doing an all-female remake. It's like, no, yeah. this is just a, a funny-looking um, uh, con film. Yeah. Yeah. with two very good and very funny <laughs> actresses um i quite enjoyed like there's a couple of really nice moments uh in this film that uh or no, in the trailer at least that i went hey this is actually quite clever quite quite yeah. good jokes um you don't normally get a bit of a chortle or a bit of a laugh there's a scene with get garbage bags at the end yeah and there's another scene where it says uh she asks anne hathaway to to move away sir yep, yep. after groping her and i might just say anyway it was i i enjoyed uh two of the jokes in there which i can't say is the same for any of the other comedy films <laughs> trailers that we watched this week yeah so uh it, it could be good uh rebel wilson sort of in her element here playing the slightly fish out of water australian uh happy-go-lucky kind of woman uh, who sort of bumbles her way through life, I guess. Um, Anne Hathaway sort of playing a British uh, crook who is very, very aristocratic, uh, but also very well-versed in the world of conning and grifting and so on and so forth. So they sort of form an unlikely pairing and I assume they learn off each other and they develop and grow and, I don't know, do various... Exactly. I mean, I've not seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yep. Um, I hear it's quite good, quite funny, quite a classic. I haven't seen it for a, a while. It's been a long while since I've seen it. Um, but, but yeah, it is. It's- the basic premise is that there is one very sophisticated, suave yep. uh, seduction con person. Which I believe is Michael Caine Michael Caine in that, in that one. And then there is one uh, bumbling fool uh, con person. Yep. Uh, played by either played Rebel by Wilson or Steve <laughs> Martin. Uh, take your choice. And and yeah, they, they team up their unlikely friendship um, sort of 
they I assume they'll take on a, a mark in this one. They say it's a tech billionaire, Probably, a tech yeah. millionaire. I don't know who I it believe, is. Uh, yeah, if I recall correctly, like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels had like a central uh, heist or I want to say Zsa Zsa Gabor may have been like the target Possibly, of... Who knows? Again, yeah. making up words here. I cannot remember. Uh, yeah. Zsa Gabor, what the hell is that? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this, yeah, it could be a lot of fun. I think, yeah, it, look, it looks good. And uh, Chris Addison, who's a British comedian that I quite like, who was in the thick of it, yep. done stand-up and uh, quite a lot of those British panel shows for a number of years, yeah. um, taking a step into directing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, well, I suppose we'll see if it's any good when it comes out. Indeed we will. On to the next film for this week's episode, which is simply called Ma, directed by Tate Taylor and starring Octavia Spencer, Juliette Lewis and Diana Silvers. Are you going to meet a boy? No sex or booze. Okay. Woo! Maggie came to party. Let's get filthy. Got you sipping on it. Got you talking crazy. Excuse me. Can you buy some booze for my friends and I? <sighs> Not interested. Please? Hell. Woo! There's my girl. This never happened, okay? Thanks again for doing this, ma'am. You guys want to party like rock stars? Follow me. Let's get drunk! The bar is open. What do you think? We don't know this chick. It ain't much, but it's all you. Cool basement. You're free to do whatever you want down here, but nobody go upstairs. This is so sick. Welcome to Mars. What? Love Ma. It's five o'clock somewhere. How did she get our numbers? You know where the party is. Creepy. Yeah, it doesn't really start out like it's going to be a horror. Yeah. Uh, but all horror films, or at least the trailers that we watch, they start as if they're a normal film. Yeah. And then you're like, well, this is just too normal. Either it's going to turn really... There's a twist. Wet. It's going to be a twist. And then, and then you hear the screechy violin just... Yeah. You're like, oh, right, okay, we're there going for the, 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 the creepiness. Um, so the basic premise of this one is that uh, teenagers in a small town um, ask uh, a, a lady played by... Um, Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer from uh, The Help and Hidden Figures yep. and a few other things uh, to buy them alcohol. And she agrees to buy them alcohol reluctantly. And then, as an act of kindness, opens up like the basement in her house as yeah. a place where the kids can go and drink safely. And she yep. says, you can come here and party as much as you want. Just don't come upstairs. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of it gets really freaky as yeah, she yeah. gets kind of clingy and possessive. And then it turns out that she's had a relationship with um, the, these kids' parents and there's some yep. sort of vengeance sort of... There's a weird... Yeah, there's an odd kind of vibe. It's it sort of, as you mentioned to us sort of uh, before we started recording, um, it, it's got a similar kind of concept to Greta from a couple of weeks back yeah. with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Who uh, she finds a handbag on the train and takes it yeah. back to a lady's house, and they form up uh, an unlikely friendship. And then it turns out this Greta character She's is weird and creep, possessive yeah. and um, slightly mentally deranged. Yeah, this one feels like it has more reason to exist. Yeah, than th- Greta there's a lot does. more. Like at least the trailer delves into a lot more history in this small town where yeah. potentially her parent, the parents, have then wronged this uh, this woman, and yep. she's taking the vengeance out on the kids. Yeah. Uh, again, we don't normally get too much of a. Uh, justification or perspective when we have these bad guys who are just oh, I'm just going around killing people for killing people's sake we watched another trailer James Wan trailer the 
Um, I don't even know how to pronounce the something of La Lamora or something. Yeah. Anyway, which is just like, oh no, it's just an evil deity who steals kids because yeah. it's evil. At least in this one, like you see um, uh, the woman driving down the road and there's a kid walking on the side of the road and she just swerves and runs, runs him, him down. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, but like you're portrayed as an actual person yeah. and I kind of understand your psychology. And to me, that's kind of a lot freakier than like a ghost thing that I know doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah. Like a venge- like a vengeful uh, person who's been wronged by high school bullies. I kind of get that. <laughs> I kind of think that could possibly exist in the real world. It probably has at some point. Uh, and I got to say as well, Octavia Spencer sort of playing against type. Uh, granted, I haven't seen her entire filmography, but the films I've seen her in, She's never playing a sort yeah, of she's quite, oddly she's quite determined, nice. uh, yeah, um, revenge-seeking this psychopath. This one, I believe, comes from the production studio that brought us Get Out yeah. and uh, Happy Death Day. Yep. Um, so it's, uh, I, I mean, Get Out has, is very, very well received mm-hmm. and Happy Death Day was a competently put together, reasonably low budget um, good concept. Yeah. So that was the one for, for those of you who don't remember, I think we talked about it was uh, Groundhog Day meets Scream. So it's a, a slasher <laughs> with these sort of weird time reversal uh, elements yeah, to yeah. it as well. Um, they seem to know what they're doing. This looks really freaky. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. No. <laughs> scares the shit no, out of me. Exactly. So, but, uh, but it looks pretty good. Yeah. And I think um, uh, Jordan Peele's other film is called uh, Us. Yes. His freaky one coming out. So Ma and Us. Us, yeah. <laughs> very, very tight on the budget for letters in film names, apparently. So... They spent all their budget on the film itself. Exactly. There's any budget left over for graphic design. Uh, go see that at some point later this year. Final film for this week's episode is Long Shot, directed by Jonathan Levine and starring Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron, and Andy Serkis. Charlotte, I would like to endorse you to be the next president of the United States. Oh, my God. You've been a great secretary. Of state. Which state again? All of them. Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger. But like this. Blarsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. You're a great writer. But sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much. I actually think I'm the perfect right portion. It's really nice to see you again. Cracker down! I'm okay. Did Boise just call me a cracker? He's not in the trailer. Yeah, you mentioned Andy. Because <laughs> you must. Have, I'm like, uh, there was other people in the um uh the trailer for this film that I thought would have been more worth mentioning because they actually <laughs> I, show up in the uh in the this trailer. This is true. Uh, Bob, Sir, Bob Odenkirk. Bob for Odenkirk one. is in very he very prominently features in the opening scene of the trailer. Yeah. Who is Andy Circus like CG playing <laughs> like the plane? They're He's on actually a plane playing Charlize Theron. Uh, oh it's, god it's incredible that's his most transformative it's, role it's yet. insane yeah um so uh long shot uh, you probably you may have heard about it actually sort of making the rounds online at the moment uh but basically uh Charlize Theron's character is playing the secretary of state for the united states uh and at a party somewhere she happens to see um someone she used to know when she was younger played by seth rogan uh it turns out that she used to babysit seth rogan back in the day uh, and then they form an unlikely bond based on the fact that he is a writer and she needs a writer for her various campaigns. It's a rom-com. Yeah. Um, it's a rom-com by way of Seth Rogen. 
Yeah, so, so, uh, like it had that very funny people feel to it. Yeah. It had uh, a bit of a knocked up feel to it. And then when it said from the guys that brought you uh, knocked up in some other film, I'm like, oh, this is the Judd Apatow crew. Yep. Uh, the, the Jonathan Levine did uh, 50-50 yep. um, the night before. I'm surprised Joseph Gordon-Levitt isn't in this one. <laughs> um, I think also written He's, or produced so by- jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing Andy Serkis. Oh, He's playing one. Andy Serkis. He's playing Charlie. It's a Russian doll situation. <laughs> yep. Um, speaking of Netflix. No, uh, are you, uh, yeah, so it's got, I think, produced by Avon Goldberg. It's the same cast of names that have put out these same series of films for yeah. the last sort of uh, decade yeah. since Freaks and Geeks, really. Those guys just sort of spun themselves off. Yeah. I don't particularly like the stoner style of humor no. that, uh, that Seth Rogen brings to the table. There's uh, weird sequences in this where she take, uh, sorry, he takes Madam Secretary uh, Charlize Theron to like a club and she gets, you know, drunk and high yeah. and stoned. I'm like, no, <laughs> like if you actually want us to take it seriously at all, that she is the Secretary of State, just yep. this isn't going to happen. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a joke later on in this trailer, and I'll let you watch it at some point if you want. But basically, uh, one of the Secretary of State's assistants or um, secretaries, I guess, uh, comes up to her and shows her like um, some like polling research or polling results based on the rumor going around that the Secretary of State is going out with one of her writers. Um, and they basically say that, like, we did a survey on whether or not uh, Princess... Um, Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton, rather, uh, what it would be like if she went out with Danny DeVito. So apparently the, like, that's the golfing class between Seth Rogen yeah. and uh, Charlize Theron. And, like, to me, that is just... That joke insults so many people yeah. in one go. It insults Danny DeVito. It insults Kate Middleton. Does it insult Kate Middleton? Yeah, it does. Because it says that like she only she you know only cares about looks. No, I would I would suggest that it's it's well, so uh, it insult- she, she's an incredibly attractive um, person who was in the public eye that yeah. pe- like a political figure that it matters who they are seen with. I don't think it, it, like, there's no superficiality behind it. Perhaps not, but it also insults her husband and insults, like, Seth Rogen as well. It does. Again, I have a bit of, like, animosity to to Seth Rogen, but it might be because in my younger days, I had uh, a very sort of curly uh, fro hair, um, was a little bit chubby, and... Just got compared to him a lot. It was, yeah. it was very much he was the celebrity that I looked most like. And I'm like, is that really how yeah. the world sees me? Oddly um, enough, I have another friend who has the exact same problem and does not like the fact that he's being compared to Seth Rogen. Having said that, in more recent years, I've got Robin Williams quite a lot more than Seth Rogen. Oh, okay. And I'm much happier about that yeah, one. Yeah, fair so. enough. All right, those are the three films for this week's episode. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. Let's go. And here we are. Let's have a quick recap of this week's trailers. We have a, uh, I don't want to say an all-female fe- remake. Let's just say just like that it's a um, a buddy, buddy grifting film. Buddy con film. Yep. That's fine. That's, right. that's, not, that's, that's fine. Uh, we also have a small town thriller revenge film. Yep. Psychological thriller horror. I, I still think it's, it's got that very, you know, 10 teenagers enter, one teenager leaves yep. kind of uh, feel Scre- to it. Scream without... It is just Scream, isn't it? A little bit, but yeah. with, without necessarily being a who is the ki- the masked slasher. This yeah, is just, you already you know, know who it is. There's a, a weird, stalky psychopath yep. lady. And finally, we have... I think you described it as a fish out of water um, yep. rom-com yep. with... American political overtones. Yep. 
Yeah, the kind of film that uh, Richard Curtis might make uh, in a British context, but instead it's American and full of stoner jokes and gross-out kind of humour instead. Uh, Great. Now, who picked last time? I feel as though I did. I think we did the Oscar special, and then the week before uh, was my choice. So uh, even if you're not up, I'll I'll pass the ball to you. Yep. um, And and you get to choose which is our our nugget, our kernel uh, for for this week's discussion. Okay, cool. Uh, I think... I mean, I know we should go to something that uh, we have done before, given our current standing in the world... um, (laughs) And, uh, <laughs> Where's my safety blanket? <laughs> but I think we can convert it into either a new safety blanket or meld it with safety blankets of the past. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to do long shot. Okay. All right. So the the, the fish out of water rom com. We haven't really done that we've many never, romantic no, comedies. We haven't. We've we've done a weird like romantic pentagram comedy. We did, yeah. Um, <laughs> which uh, was a bit odd, but like we've never done sort of like a two person pure rom com. Uh, style, yeah, but I also think we should clearly incorporate another film as well into it. All right, so elements of can we do a rom com horror? <sighs> Ooh, interesting. I, like, I feel that that's a pretty original uh, concept. Most, most horror films have elements of a will they won't they relationship sort of yeah. tagging around Shaun but they the don't dead re- is probably the closest thing yeah I can even think of. like if we want to go happy death day there's very much yeah. a you know she has to change and in changing falls for the guy yep. that is the nice guy yep um there's again without spoiling scream i think there's elements of uh, allowed to spoil that <laughs> yeah, it's been been quite a while i think you know they, they say you know never never have sex in them you know if you're in a, a slasher because it's the people who have sex that get killed it's true yeah. i believe nev campbell and her boyfriend yep. have sex for the first time but then i think the boyfriend and his friend are the killer in the yeah. end yeah um there's there's always weird analogs there but i think that we need to take on the concept of it being a pure rom-com but maybe they come together through the actions of a serial psychopath killer or something. Interesting. I think I think the the serial slasher ser- like uh, elements yep. are very much tangential. Yep. It's not we're not it's not um it's not a hybrid film. It's yep. not a mashup. Yep. It is fundamentally a rom com. Yeah. It just would- it just so happens that there is also <laughs> slasher elements happening. What in the if background. they are both slashes? That's interesting as well. Like, what if uh, they they? See, it just reminds me now of Mister and Mrs. Smith, where it's, <laughs> it's a rom com. Oh, and we both happen to be action heroes. Yeah, exactly. Um, or it's 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 like my superhero ex girlfriend, or whatever that horrible film was. That was with Uma Luke- Thurman and oh, uh, was, I was going to say it was Anna Faris, but no, it was Uma know. Thurman and Uma Luke Thurman Wilson. And Luke Wilson, yeah. Um, like, what if they, like... These are very, very high benchmarks <laughs> that we're setting for our own film here, AJ. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, we're all about setting certain kinds of benchmarks and right. clearly exceeding them. Uh, so what if they're, like, competing serial killers? I'm not sure that matters. No? I reckon what we do first yep. is we write the rom-com. Yeah, okay. We come up with the characters, yeah, we yep. come up with their professions, yep. we come up with their meet-cute story, Yep. and then, once we've got all of that rolling down <laughs> hill in its inevitable compl- compl- conclusion, yep. that's when the slasher stuff comes in. All right, cool. So, so let's start off let's with... start our- off with, like, two characters. Um, These rom-coms always start out where they're both in bad relationships. Yep. And they both... They break no, up. No, one of them is usually in a bad relationship. The other one is, like, the uh, plucky 
sort of unlucky in love kind of lovable oh, right. loser. Okay, oh, you're going lovable loser. I was wondering, sometimes we've got the, I just want a relationship and I can't um, hold a man down. And then the other one's like, oh, I, I'm not interested in um, a relationship. I have a different woman every <laughs> night. Um, so, I mean, it could be that. It, I, actually, I think the, the lovable loser is probably a bit better. Yeah. I think it paints better archetypes for when this develops yeah, and into also, a like, thriller. It also just opens up more room for like creepy things that these people could be doing. It's true. Uh, so let's have one of the characters being kind of a lovable loser. Um, they they just sort of always put their foot in their mouth. They kind of say dumb things on dates um, that scare off the people that they're going out with. Um, but they mean well, you know. They just they're just a bit yeah, a bit socially awkward, a little bit uh, uh, you know brain dazzled i guess or a bit um bit ditzy yeah but it's the um who was uh jim carrey's character in the mask i think in that yeah. one they, they 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 literally he's a journalist who's writing an ask article saying um nice guys finish last and that's kind of like the premise of the film where he is his regular personality yeah is the nice guy yeah and it's only when the mask is on him that he has this sort of outlandish um no holds barred kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. personality so Stanley Ipkiss, I want to say. Stanley Ipkiss is his name, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. There's a pool. He's not a journalist either. I believe he works in a bank. He works in a bank, does he? Where's the article about that? He's reading an article. He's reading the article. Uh, Oh, man, I got the plot of the mask so very, very (laughs) wrong. Um, So, yeah, we start with this sort of character who has this desk job that they don't like. Yep. Uh, They're unlucky in love. They're fundamentally nice, but not a terribly assertive person. Yep, cool. Um, Female lead. Could be. I mean, look, either cat. It could be female or male. Doesn't really matter. Um, we could make them both female. Make them both male. It's true. I reckon. Is there something to be said about subverting the expectations? Yeah. So yeah. we we set it up like it is going to be this rom com where yep. it's guy and girl, and that's yep. that's the societal ah, expectations. Great, that's it, the the feature expectations of how they're going to fall exactly. for you know each what's other. Good about this, we can do it in the trailer as well. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, it's just another ordinary rom com. Exactly. Screeching violins kick in, and then it's all like <laughs> no, all- no screeching violins. Too early. You've given away that there's something wrong. Wait until we've established the expectations. Oh, do we first. just do that whole thing? We just do the whole trailer as a rom com, and then people don't know when they come into the cinema. It's Ooh. like, oh yeah, there was a um when the when the Muppets movie reboot came out, the one with um. Jason Siegel um, and they re- Emily Blunt no 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 and uh, what's her face from um, Arrival Amy Adams Amy Adams yeah they released a trailer called Green with Envy um, which was just the two of them and it looked like a rom-com but it was actually a secret trailer for the Muppets right. movie right I actually thought that was a recut after no, after no, no, the no. fact they, they released that trailer uh, initially um, and everyone's just like what's this film it looks really like dull and like weird bizarrely like over the top and sugary yeah and i think that then the next day they released a new trailer which used a lot of that footage except but- all the muppets were in it <laughs> um there you so, go So like they always do and for people who don't watch trailers as regularly as us yep. it's teaser trailer one trailer yep. two and then the film comes out and then occasionally you have final trailer international trailer yep. tv spot red band trailer red band. <laughs> yeah uh so there's there's a few other little bits that yeah, yeah, float yeah. around but that's the format that it normally yeah. feels do we do teaser trailer as just rom-com yeah and then no. we do trailer one we do all trailers as rom-coms until the last trailer until the and last trailer. like the last five seconds of the last trailer right screeching violins okay and then something i love it totally out of the ordinary and then people are just like what the hell this film on Wikipedia on IMDb says a delightful, charming rom-com starring 
these two actors that we love and care about yeah. um, and has no reference whatsoever to it being a horror film. All right, okay. So we need our uh, we need lead a, female. Lead, lead female, okay. Uh, and what type of character? I think that, like, maybe we should make the lead... I oh, see it because, like, I guess we've sort of done it both ways. We've had the, like... We've had films where it's, like, lead male is the unlucky in love and also lead female is also unlucky also in love. Also unlucky in love. Lead female, are the what are the tropes? Because really we really want to cash in on these tropes. Yep. We don't have to be creative or different. Oh, I'm a busy executive and I, I only care that. about I my job. I think we take the busy executive thing. So of we take an it exactly. advertising agency, I yep. think, is a Perfect. classic one. Yep, I used to work in advertising. They are very, very busy. All right, and, and the other guy's desk job at an architecture firm because I used to like- work at an architecture <laughs> firm and desk jobs at architecture firms are boring. I was going to say you could have a desk job at the advertising firm as well. No. You, they're in the same building. They're in the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We need a meet cute. Well, I'm, well, I mean, if it is the same building, maybe they don't have to be in the same company. They just like, no exactly different floors. Different floors. Different things. Architecture one floor, advertising okay. agency the no, next floor. At the advertising agency I used to work for, um, it was all glass, right? So the elevators yeah. were glass. The each level was glass. So as you're going up the elevator, you go past all these different floors and. They all have completely different looks depending on the type of company it is. Yeah. So I like the idea that like this guy has to go past the funky advertising office like every day as he rides the elevator up. So he's always going past this sort of like um, heavenly creative place, which is not what advertising agencies are really like, but we'll take liberties in this film. Um, he's going past it to get up to his drab, grey, boring Matrix style office. And so, like, every day he's sort of going past the elevator and he sees this woman. Um, but maybe, like, one day the elevator breaks. Yeah, okay. Uh, and he's stuck between floors. Or maybe he's stuck on the elevator with her between floors. I like that as well. I think that's good. And that they have this sort of moment um, where, I don't know, I think I think potentially they catch the elevator every day. Like, yeah. They arrive at the same time. She always gets off at level three. Yeah. And he gets off at level seven. Yep. There may be like this, uh, a lot of these fancy architecture buildings have a great big sort of like open space courtyard. And so him and his best friend, who is definitely played by Chris Pratt, <laughs> uh, standing up in the architecture firm. And Chris Pratt's like, oh, you just got to, you know, throw caution to the wind, buddy. You yeah, got to yeah. go out and get her. And See, he's this like, is oh, no, I can never approach her. I don't want to make her feel awkward. This is definitely against type for Chris Pratt's character because every time he plays like a romantic lead in a film, he's always the asshole. So. But he is. He's not the romantic lead. He's the best friend. If you've seen the five-year engagement yep. or um, Bill Hader also plays like Jason Siegel's best friend. Yep, yep. It's like, no, don't do it. That's a bad idea. That's yep. like all all Bill Hader says to the, in these rom-coms yep. to his best friend. Yep. So maybe his best friends are Bill Hader and Chris Pratt. <laughs> Bill Hader, like he, he's two work buddies and they're always telling him to like, he's so got to put himself on. out there. If Bill Hader and Chris Pratt are the friends and who is the main character? Exactly. We don't know yet. We don't know. So that's just anyone at this point. Yeah, exactly. And then also, uh, lead female also has to have a best friend who is probably, um, uh, I want to say, who's that girl who's like the the uh, from Saturday Night Live was in Ghostbusters and she's in the Yesterday trailer. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. So Kate McKinnon is our lead female's best friend. Yeah. Um, and who is also like that voice of um, be a little bit crazy and wacky yeah, like yeah. I am. There's always like yeah, and she should be like super successful in love or like has a constant string of. Um, romantic interests. Yeah. Um, and just for the sake of like, balance, does she need a second best friend? Oh, yeah, of course she does. Um, is it is it um, Kristen Wiig? <laughs> just, just because. And Kristen Wiig's the one who's married with a couple of kids and yeah. so she's trying to live vicariously through the other yeah. person. So we're just like, casting SNL it's, it's, people. It's all just the same stereotypes you see in all of these yep. rom-com Great. kind of films. Yep. We need the sassy best friend, I think. Yeah. Is so that- I think, uh, yeah, Kate McKinnon's probably a bit yeah. sassy. She's a bit yep. sort of crazy. She's a bit adventurous. Yep. And then we have the 
the married one who's living vicariously through it. Are we going to cast our lead male and lead female now? Yeah, I think we should. Or hey, should we? Do we I, need to figure out, like... I don't, actually, you know what? Let's save that to the end. Because okay. we, I think, depending on how the film pivots, um, we may need to cast actors that have, like, that ability to be very two-faced. Okay. Uh, so let's, like, plan out the rest of the film and then we'll cast those two at the end. Um, so uh, they meet... The elevator gets stuck. Um, they have an awkward conversation, I guess. Uh, but then what happens? I think they have to plan to meet up. Yep. Maybe, maybe. And then it turns out that they're both planning on killing each other. <laughs> like, they, they'd invited each other on a date, and their first date, what they were supposed to be. All right, he, and, he, and we okay. lay all these clues throughout the advertising agency, through news bulletins on yep. the background, through newspapers, that there are two serial killers out yeah, there. Yeah, it's the like first time. Wanted posters Whatever around, city it's like, in. Chicago, yeah, uh, Toronto, Chicago whatever good. we want to put. It's set in Seattle, actually. It's set in Seattle, right? Yeah. And there's, there's like, oh, there's, there's two serial killers yep. um, on the loose. Yep. And then on their first date, they both attempt to murder each other. I, I don't even think they even get to the point of dating. So this is what happens. Uh, in the elevator, when it breaks down, they kind of have a snap decision to like, okay, this this person is now my next victim, sort of independently of each other. So she um, gets something of him, off him. Yeah. Like a, she pulls something off him, like a handkerchief or some item of his, uh, and she accidentally drops something of hers. Yeah. So he picks it up. And so now they have trace elements of each other that they use to sort of like get back at each other so they can kind of say, oh, you dropped this, by the way, at some point. And that's how they organize right. their okay. date um, in inverted commas, which I've just... So, <laughs> I mean, we, we set it up as if it's this meet cute, oh, yeah, this yeah. is lady that I like, let's make an awkward excuse. But it is, yeah. it is the... It's, gre- it's very the, planned. It's the Greta awkward excuse of, yeah. oh, I accidentally left my bag on exactly, the train. Exactly, yeah. Um, actually, let's, let's just steal that. They're, yeah, okay. they're, they're, Maybe they catch the, you know, they, they actually commute together. <laughs> yep. They're on the same train every day. They yep. catch the same elevator up. They've never <gasps> talked. Yep. She leaves the, the purse on the bag. He's like, I've got to go give it back to her. This is going to be our meet cute story no wait she's trying to kill you (laughs) and no wait you're trying to kill her what if they both had the same looking bag and so they put it down when the elevator breaks and then just through the like whatever happens they accidentally pick up each other's bags this is also a common movie trope it is so maybe common romantic comedy trope We do both. It's on the train. I think on the train they on the put train? it. Down. Yeah, they, I mean, like they're everywhere together. This is the you know. Oh, so they're just like inadvertently. Fl- okay, yeah, this is great. So like I and yeah, later on we reveal that they've been stalking each other for months. It, I mean, they both have that room with the photos yeah. with the eyes cut out yeah. and the string <laughs> and the tiny little shrines <laughs> with some awkward candles. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So like we when we watch the film, we're kind of like, oh, this is kind of sweet. Like they're kind of around each other without really realizing it but really in reality and we learn it about like two thirds into the film they've been stalking each They're other both, for months both freaky stalky yeah. serial killers yeah it's and just like yeah yeah you okay. know what's really weird as well is like the, the bodies that these people are actually like there's a, obviously in the background there's these serial murders that are showing up yep and they're always kind of people who look like so when it's like shows like yeah, the, yeah. the six victims it's kind of like the man with the nice parted brown hair who wears like a, oh, yeah. so they, they, a skinny, uh, skinny tie yeah, and a yeah. suit, okay. and then the the woman who uh, the the women who keep sort of showing up with bags over their heads yep. are sort of like blonde, uh, yeah, yeah. attractive yep. uh, business yeah. type so women. They, they both have types. They, they both do- have types that they like, and they both have types that they like to kill. Exactly. Uh, this is great. I love this. All right. So how do we? There's obviously going to be a swing point at some point during yeah. the film. Um, and it needs to be a swing point that isn't just like them coming together and going, oh, we're both killers. No. But like, in a way where they 
just like it takes right up to the last minute before they figure out that they're both trying to kill each other. So I, th- they- I think so. Does the audience know before they know? Like, I kind of like the the whole, you know, oh, here's our meet cute. I've got my bag. Yep. She's like, oh, thank you. And then she closes the door and then behind it, like, is the like the, the really weird, yep. like, shrine. And he's yep. just like, oh, I'm so glad that I did this. Yeah. This is really good. And then he walks into his apartment yep. and he's got the shrine. And it's yep. really that moment. You where- know what I want to do? And, and again, feel free to shoot me down if you feel this is too out there. Uh, I want to incorporate an element of spy versus spy in here. The, the Mad Magazine comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want it to be basically like they are trying to one-up each other for so long that they end up growing old together. Like they get married, they grow old together, but all throughout that time they're trying to kill each other without really realising that they are. With uh, I don't... Do they not realise? I think that they don't realise. Is it the whole Mr... I see, that's the one thing that I really hated about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Is that they've they've both got secret stashes of guns hidden around the house. Yeah. And when it, when they find out that they're both secret agents, they're like, oh, and in the kitchen drawer, there's a Glock. Yeah. And I'm like, but like how did you not notice the whole time? They did this with Dexter. It worked for that. This guy worked for the police, didn't he? And he was also yeah, a serial killer. I know, killer. but like everyone that knew he was a, like who he got close to eventually knew he was a serial killer or he killed or another serial killer <laughs> killed them. Like they have to, they, they have to know. All like, right. Where's the fun in if, if they don't know? Or is it that the, we as the audience don't know? I think we as the audience don't know. I actually prefer it the other way around. Okay. I prefer it that we as the audience know. Yep. And there's a point there where we see serial killer man like stalk and kill a woman yep. like the person that he likes yep. and then we also see uh, se- a separate area of the city a separate area of Seattle yep. the woman stalk and kill a guy who looks exactly like the person that she likes yep. and and still at, and then we still continue the rom-com yep. they're still having their nice little sort of like um, you know we the exact arc of a couple of dates we go out to see a ball game yep. together we have a bit of a fight our friends tell us to get back together that's all yeah. nice and lovely but the nights that they're not together, they're just out in the world so killing people if, who look yeah, like each okay, other. Okay, that's great. So what if, like, they they realise that, like, they want to kill each other, but then after a time they start falling for each other? Exactly. Like, le- like legitimately. And then while they're out there killing random people that kind of look like them, they're just going, I wish I was at home with um, with my new partner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and not killing them. I, st- I think they have a very happy and fulfilling relationship. Because, yeah. as, as we said, fundamentally, this yeah. is a rom-com. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, in some rom-coms they get married and have kids and it's the yep. relationship changing. In some, it is just up to the point where they commit to being monogamous together. Yep. But whilst they are all out murdering, like, that, that's tangential. That's, that's what they're doing on their evenings off. Yep. There's, I think I actually quite like... You know how in The Departed, there's these moments where um, there's two, <laughs> two stories that are happening simultaneously yeah, yeah, yeah. and these two characters are about to meet one another yep. and you know if they they meet, the their worlds are going to collide and smash. Yep. And I think maybe they're out one night and they're all they're both trying to murder one another, but yep. they're also trying to... So the, the points where they're trying to murder one another, they don't know that they're trying to murder their partner. <laughs> yep. They've just picked a, someone who they think is a victim yep. and they're both sort of simultaneously stalking one another yep. and they're about to maybe kill one another. Yep. And we introduce this other character who was the detective yep. that's on the case yep. and the detective sort of steps in and they both sort of disappear and you're like, holy crap, that was close. <laughs> These worlds were about to collide. Their relationship yeah. was going to come apart. Almost, they were going to get caught as yeah, being yeah. serial killers yep. and then that sort of pulls apart and then we go back into the rom- rom-com. Yeah, all right. I think that 
that's great. I like that. Because, uh, like, we are rooting, as an audience, we are rooting for them to get together and not kill each other. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, rom-com, classic rom-com. Like, yeah. You so, just- we're rooting for them to get together. They break up a couple of times. Yep. They almost kill each other a couple of yep. times. Great. They almost get caught as being serial killers yep. a couple of times. Yep. Um, and then we sort of resolve it all at the okay. end. Okay. So, what we need is an ending. Like, we need, is it going to be the feel-good ending or is it the feel good ending with the screechy violin at the end of it? I think it's a feel good ending. All right. I think we can. I think we can do a sequel to this film, AJ. And oh. I know. I know rom coms don't often get sequels. No. But I quite like the idea of um, uh, whatever this film happens to be called. Yep. Too. Yep. Um, uh, they like taking life out of this world. But what happens when they, they bring, bring one into, into it? Oh man, it'll be like a almost like a look who's talking exactly. kind of setup. Yeah. All right. Great. Um, well, that's for the future. Look, who, look who's killing now. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so do we need to have some kind of clever ending here anyway? Like, I know it's just obvious to say, well, they get together at the end, but how do they get together at the end? I think, I know, I don't, like... Is it just a moment where they, like, they face each other, they're about to stab each other, and then they just, like, drop their knives and just, like... No? At, at no stage in this film, they do never they, know. They, they find out that they're they okay. are both serial killers. All right, I think it's just it's just a relationship. They get together at, at the end of Act One. Yep, they have a uh, a getting to know each other relationship between Act Two. Yep, um, they break up at yep. the end of Act Two, and then their friends tell them to get back together. Yep. and that's how we end Act Three. That uh, is the rom com arc. I think. Okay, you know how it is. You, the the very like last scene will be them just about to murder someone else that obviously looks like the yeah. the their respective partner but then they just stop and they just say i can't do this anymore and then there's just like that lovely cliched run towards each other kind of moment as they like realize that they should be together right okay but but the issue is like he's got the nice attractive blonde lady who looks enough like his actual partner it's like i just can't can't do it yeah and then does he let that person go because they're a witness now right well i'm assuming that he like wears a mask of some kind possibly uh, I, I mean, yeah, look, I assume that as part, you know how most of these psychological thrillers go, they always wear some kind of creepy mask, um, like a like the Jigsaw Killer from uh, yeah, Saw sure. or whatever. Scream, the Scream Mask, Scream mask and yeah. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that like- Hockey Mask from Friday the 13th. I think, I think let's bring back masks. Okay. Like, uh, they're, they're both masked serial killers. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. It's, so it becomes very slasher-ish yep. rather than serial killer-ish. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's just purely for the purpose of, like, con- like covering up your identity. But they basically let this person go. And I think that's, as well, like, when we do the sequel, that element of, like, letting those last two victims go needs to play into the next one, including, like, the whole idea of having a baby and just, like, running from uh, the law, the witness, and also managing a baby at the same time. Okay. Kind of like raising Arizona. Sure. Um, but that's, anyway, that's a that's, story, that's a, that's a different story, story for another for podcast. Different. We actually, so we need, we need four more things. Yes. We need to cast the detective. <laughs> yep. We need to cast the two leads. Yep. And, and then, then we, we need, need to come up with a title a for the film. All right, cool. Let's cast who, the detective. Who would play that that um, detective who's on the case? What kind of... Are we going to go for, like, the standard hard-boiled, grizzled, uh, gumshoe kind of detective? Or uh, do we want something it, different? We could, it could be, like, the young rookie trying to make their name. Yep. Um, it could be... I think... Uh, I think possibly the young rookie trying to make Let's their name. Let's do a name. young rookie. You remarked that there's a lot of films out at the moment where it's just like old dudes who can't yeah. who have to do the job that young people can't do. All, all of the action stars, yeah. they're all the, the same people who were the action stars in yep. the 80s because we haven't bred a generation of people who yep. are good enough to solve <laughs> mysteries. So we put in um, 
Uh, again, I can't get past Melissa McCarthy. Are we doing all Saturday Night Live yeah, kind yeah, of let's alarm? Do that. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel as though we need to give her a second chance because, like, was it the Happy Time Murders where she played a oh, yeah. police detective yeah. and that just looked horrendous? Yep. Let's let's give her right. another chance. She's back. She's another the... chance at redemption of being this a police investigator. And I mean, like, it's a, almost a pseudo sequel to that film as well. In that she's not trying to redeem her 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 role in that film, playing a very similar style character. All right, yeah. So she is the. Um, not grizzled, but like the last chance kind of detective. Yeah, okay, sure. Trying to make a big break. Now, who is this generation's Catherine Heigl? Because <laughs> it's, Cath- it's still what, Catherine Heigl, is isn't it? it? Like, I mean, it's what the the Catherine Heigl was making her rom coms about ten yeah. or twelve years ago. Yep. There's got to be someone who's stepping up to fill her shoes. Uh, I am, um, but keep in mind as well that we need to cast someone that could reliably play a serial killer and i know we've cast her a fair few times but anna kendrick kind of uh springs to mind oh man i, I love anna kendrick anna so kendrick. much um but i also feel like she could do both quite well she could play the uh high level advertising executive who you, you, you don't need to keep marketing i'm, yeah, I'm 100 percent on board with okay, this so she's perfect she's yep um, she can be nice and sweet. She yep. can be uh, tough. Uh, she's She's got the versatility there. Yep, yep. All right, so we've got Anna Kendrick then as our lead female. Yep. Who's of a similar... Do we get Joseph Gordon-Levitt in? Is he... But he hasn't been on Saturday Night Live. He's hosted. Neither is yeah. Anna Kendrick. Like, it's, it's always Actually, this yeah, one. You know they always cast the, the two well, bankable leads. Let's get Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Didn't, because- didn't we pl- cast him in, a, like, a underwater extreme... Like, a, 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 <laughs> he was in a, the only other rom-com we've done, which was Saw set in sewers. <laughs> um, I'm not sure we can... Did that have Anna Kendrick in it as well? I don't know. I don't care. Like, uh, and even if it did, uh, we're in a position where we need to bank. Like, if we cast the same actors, it doesn't matter. We're becoming that studio that just has like a. It's, it's true. We we are doing exactly what yeah. Longshot does, which exactly. is like, uh, it's got Seth Rogen and all of your yep. uh, freaks and geeks alum in it. It must be just produced by the same people. You, you know how some Wikipedia pages for certain directors have like a table that shows like the actors that they've worked with across multiple films. I do. <laughs> I very much do. I'm not sure our audience has been through as many Wikipedia's for directors. It'll have like a little table as well to yeah, say. Yeah. You, was was the writer was the director yep. was the executive producer yep. um uh and does this one have seth rogan yep. in it yes 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 <laughs> seth rogan yes uh joseph gordon levitt no to james franco this time surprisingly yeah, yeah. um and so it'll just tick and cross right. uh, the they're very incestuous these I- sort of groups <laughs> I like that we use Joseph Gordon-Levitt's because it's also sort of reprising his slightly creepy role in 500 days of summer yeah um so I, he's got pedigree. He's got rom-com pedigree. Everyone loved him in that for some stupid reason because that film's just really bizarre. But anyway, um, he can do it. He can absolutely be absolutely. the like lovable loser who's also a serial okay. killer. I, I think, to be fair, we may have nailed the lovable people who could also be have a dark side <laughs> in Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Anna Kendrick. Yep. Uh, what is this film called? What is this film called? Most of these rom-coms are like... A uh, uh, a song lyric, yep. right? Like, um, I don't even know how do you know? Or they're either gen- incredibly generic and incredibly vague. Like something's got to give. How do you know? Yeah. What's your number? <laughs> like these are just, or or they are like a lyric from a song. Like it could, it could be called "Owner of a Broken Heart" yep. or uh, uh, oh, I like that I um, like "Afternoon owner. Delight." And the trailer yeah. always has like that, like a remix of whatever song it no, happens to can, be. Can we do "Owner of a Broken Heart" because it also ties into the serial killer aspect of it? What if they collect human hearts? 
It could be. Which are technically broken after they stabbed them. It's true. Is it? But the, my issue is the, the owner of a lonely heart? It might uh, be a lonely heart, not broken heart. Well, I think But we, it could be called broken hearted. Broken hearted. Yeah, I like that. There's a there's some the broken's not songs. the right word there is it it's like stabbed hearted <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> need to be the, no but like it's still technically correct like it needs to work for both aspects and broken hearted has enough of it being kind of like whimsical and like a, a kind of like a play but on would you call a rom com broken hearted because it doesn't have that sort of like would you call cook? a rom com five hundred days of summer that's yeah a I mean five hundred days of summer at least has that uplifting as like oh this is this is the um it's like date our endless summery days yeah it's like oh I mean I suppose I was about to say what's your the what's your number which is the Reese Witherspoon one I think <laughs> which is just bad uh, how do you know are we officially yeah, dating yeah, yeah. um broken hearted just sounds like to, too, to too, mend a broken heart. That's not bad. Mending a broken heart. I'm sure, like, to mend a broken heart kind of works. Mm. And maybe that's just their thing. They, like, stab people in the heart, take it out, and then, like, stitch it back up afterwards as a trophy. transplant? (laughs) (laughs) Are we set on the heart thing? I like the heart thing, because I think that, like, Part of their little like serial killer motif is like either pulling out the heart okay, or sure. doing something to it. So, uh, I mean, look, I don't mind mender of a broken heart. What about after my own heart? After my, that's it. That's the one. That is exactly what it needs to be. That is one hundred percent the name of this film. After my own heart. It sounds like a Nicholas Sparks novel. It does, uh, but it's also like there's a, there's a man after my own heart. Exactly. Like, that Literally true. with a knife. Um. Great. <laughs> After my own heart. That is. That's it. Just, just send it to the. Send it to the studio. Send that's, it. that's getting greenlit before that's there's just... a spec script. Before there's a treatment. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think, I think that's a wrap. I think you're right. All right. Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and Mafuzawidada, which is slightly outdated at the moment, but I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> which is meant to house all the films that we've created on this podcast. At the moment, it's most of the films we've created most on this podcast. Um, we are on Facebook and various other social media platforms, including Instagram. Just search for movie film studios on your platform of choice and join the respective communities uh, we do a little uh, fun trailer guessing game. yeah uh first of all congratulations to crystal who got four yes. from four of our uh, oscar special absolutely knocked it out of the park indeed uh congratulations to the people this week who figured out that lush teeth was an anagram of the hustle mm-hmm. uh ma is a chinese word that means horse you can actually put the ch- the symbol for female in front of the symbol for horse yep. and it becomes ma ma which is mother yep. which is also kind of like what the ma in this represents so congratulations if you recognize the chinese symbol from horse and got the uh, the tentative link to what uh, ma stands for here and our emoji clue this week was a ruler and a dartboard which was yep. of course for long, long shot shot uh, indeed uh if you enjoy listening to podcasts uh then listen to ours yeah do it i'm advertising a podcast that you are already listening to we should probably like partner with people and plug their stuff probably but like that requires work um (laughs) we are on spotify youtube itunes uh our website tune in 
um, and Podbean and pretty much any other place that you get podcasts You're listening from. to the podcast. You know where to get it from. Yeah. You know what? who doesn't know where to get podcasts from? Who? Your friends yeah. who don't listen to podcasts. Exactly. Maybe say, hey, there's this really cool thing. Yeah. It's called radio. No, it's not the <laughs> 1920s, you crazy person. It's the it's, 2020s. It's, it's radio on demand. Exactly. It's so much more futuristic than radio. Uh, yeah, get them involved. Get them listening to it. Um, it would be very much appreciated. Or just drop a review or rating on iTunes or any other podcast platform that you prefer to listen to podcasts on it would be very very helpful and i think that's it all that remains is to thank you once again for listening this week i've been isaac and i've been aj roll credits